You know, um, this morning we talk about traditions. Uh, that's our kind of what we're, we're looking at this morning is just Christmas traditions. And I was reminded as I was watching the kids up here a few years back, uh, Jamie brought out a tradition that we quickly put to rest. Quickly put it to rest. And he brought out these little, uh, these little horns, these little birthday horns. And every time he said joy in the message... The kids were supposed to blow those horns across the thing. And, and I don't know if you remember that, if you were here for it, but we quickly said, no more horns, Jamie, no more horns. It's good to put something in their mouth in case they need something to like uh, pacify them or whatnot. So we've given them all uh, candy canes in case, they, in case you as parents need that through our, our time together. But, you know, I'm thinking, I, I thought Christmas traditions... It's something that Nick brought up last week uh, during the little short time he talked. And it got me and my wife kind of thinking about Christmas traditions and things that, you know, we do during the holidays. Uh, it even led into our home group where we started talking about the different traditions that we all had. And it was interesting to hear some of them. And we could probably go up around the room. And, and we all have these different, different things that we do. Uh, Somebody said that they eat uh, Chinese food on Christmas Day. I, I guess it's one of the only restaurants that's open, so they get take out Chinese food for uh, for Christmas. Uh, somebody uh, was was saying that uh, you know they they go to a movie on Christmas Day because there's a few like movies that come out on Christmas Day, and so that evening after everything's over, they go and and and, and do a movie that evening. For us, one of the things that we do is uh, we go see Christmas lights sometime during the holidays. And uh, we'll, we'll end it in an unusual way by getting ice cream. That's what we do. You know, right in the dead of winter, we're getting ice cream. And uh, it's our tradition. In fact, they let us know real quick last year when we didn't go get ice cream and do Christmas lights, said, hey, we missed the tradition for us to go and, 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 and see Christmas lights and get ice cream. Uh, we even uh, eat on Christmas Day chicken and dumplings as our meal. That's our, that's our tradition. And as you think about it, many a, many a times the idea of tradition comes over and over, especially during this holiday. So it got, got me and my wife kind of thinking through this idea of tradition and uh, looked up the definition of tradition through Webster. So listen to this. This is interesting. It says the handing down of information, beliefs, and customs by word of mouth or by example from one generation to another without written instruction. So I started thinking through that and through that whole idea of tradition and really what took place through the years. If you go back in biblical times, you know, they, didn't, they couldn't open up the, the, the word in their hand most of that was they had memorized through the scrolls and they were telling those things by word of mouth. They were giving the words to one another and they were continuing the tradition. They were continuing to share what they knew from God's word. The prophecies that were there. Over and over again throughout scripture you see prophecies that were pointing to what? To Christ. Over and over, we see, 
you know, pointing to Christ, through the birth of Christ. It's real interesting, uh, over the last, I don't know, uh, ten so years, uh, this idea within the curriculums have been pointing to Christ. It's really, really been interesting to me because I remember as a child that that wasn't really something that was talked a lot about. But looking through the Old Testament, there's all these beautiful pictures of Jesus that just comes alive. And those were traditions that were taught and were told over and over and over again through the years, pointing to Christ. Now, we read the Christmas story, and it's something that's very common to be read during Christmas. But right after the Christmas story in Luke 2, there's a story of two individuals that I want to I take a look at real quickly. It's Simeon and Anna. And these two are very interesting stories that I wanted to share with you this morning. So if you'll turn with me to Luke 2, uh, verse 25. This is right after the birth of Christ. And in verse 25, it says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in the arms, praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. He had heard. He had been told. He had been spoken to by the Holy Spirit that the Messiah would come. And he saw it unfold right before his eyes. He had been waiting with anticipation there. But it had been told to him, hadn't it? He had seen that through the word of God, through the prophets, through the years. He had seen those things. And now you have the story of Anna there right at the end of this. Verses uh, 36 and following. There was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phineal, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years in her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying, coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were, were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. You see, this is someone who had been told. She had heard the prophecies. She had been told that the Messiah was coming. And she saw and she believed and she knew that this was the Christ child. This was the Messiah. She heard because it had been passed down to her. You know, through Scripture, there's a, there's a common theme about different things that had happened prior to these verses being wrote, wrote in Scripture. But it was all pointing back to say, 
You need to remember these things and you need to tell these things. Let me read you just a few just words here from Exodus. It says, when your child asks, tell them. When he asks, tell them. Now it's talking about what had happened prior to Exodus. What had happened, all those different things that had happened. Tell them what had happened. Because they didn't have the written words sitting there in front of them that they could open up. On that day, tell your son. In days to come, when your son asks you, what does this mean? Say to them, tell them. Deuteronomy goes on to say, teach them to your children. Talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up. Tell them. Tell them what you know. Tell them what is going to happen. Joel says this. Tell it to your children. And let your children tell it to their children. And their children to the next generation. You see, the definition of tradition is the handing down of information, isn't it? It's those beliefs. Handing down of beliefs. Customs by the word of mouth. Of telling those things from one generation to to another generation, passing those on down. And now it's our job to continue to tell the story, to continue to pass down the tradition of what had happened many years ago, to tell the story of Jesus. You know, for us, one of the things that we do as a family is before we open up gifts in our home, we read the Christmas story. And I want to do that for us this morning. Luke 2 And I'll start with verse 6. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appear with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who were lying in a manger. When they had seen him, They spread the word concerning what had been told to them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen were just as they had been told. You see, Mary, what does it say there? Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. You see, she had heard, even before 
the angel appeared before her, she had heard. It had been told to her. And when it, the birth of the son, her son came to her, it was like, this is it. All that I've heard and all that has been told to me has now been fulfilled. It's happened. It's happened. And then you have the shepherds. What does it say there? The shepherds return. They glorified and they were praising God for all the things they have heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You see, they had heard, hadn't they? They had heard what was going to happen. And what did they do with it? They kept it going. They kept the story going. You know, in our world, they want to take that story and push it aside. They want to say it's not a part of the Christmas season, do they? They want to make it about everything but Jesus. They want to make it about the presents. They want to make it about the decorations. They want to make it about the lights. They want to make it about the music. You know, there's even things that are, I feel like are even good. Because see, I mean, I, I like the decorations. I enjoy that. I enjoy the music. I enjoy, you know, the giving of gifts. That's a, that's a fun thing to be a part of. But that's what the world wants it to all be about. They want to be about even giving. Which there's nothing wrong with giving, isn't there? Is there? There's nothing wrong with giving gifts to those you love and those that you care about. But the world wants it to be all about giving, don't they? They want it to be about love and peace and kindness. All those are great things, isn't it? But that's what they want it to be about. They even want it to be about just gathering together in a church. But really, ultimately, that's not what it's about either. It's about Jesus. It's about the Messiah. It's about the one who came as a baby to this world so many years ago. That's what Christmas is about. And here's the thing. We're the next generation, aren't we? And it's our responsibility to keep the tradition, to keep the story going. It's not just a story, is it? It's not just a tradition. It's truth that people need to hear. They need to hear the truth of Jesus Christ coming into this world as a baby to be our Savior, to be our Lord. But I think this world wants to push that aside, don't they? They want to act like it's about everything but. But we know it's about Jesus. It's about our Savior. It's about the one who came to save each and every one of us. 